I feel like I should like take a video of scrolling the text thread and send it to you. I think it, it's it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be entertaining. Just like set it to set it to uh, Titanic or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 63-3 win over Florida State in the Orange Bowl. We talk about our experiences on Saturday and what stood out to us during the game. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxiatime, at Oxiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. Once again, we'll say it, John, just as we predicted. Just just as we predicted. It's, uh, I mean, I don't even remember at this point. We're recording so later. This is such a later recording time for us. Um, I think that we both <laughs> predicted a, a blowout. Um, you predicted that they would score less than I did. And your score was closer to accurate than mine was. Yeah, uh, I, so I thought that they would put up a little bit more of a fight. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I thought. Um, I guess I thought their defense would be able to hold us. <laughs> I mean, to fewer than sixty three. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, I'm not, I'm not complaining. That was amazing. Hey, we predicted us to cover, and we did. So <laughs> we did. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's, it's it's just such a tough game to to kind of analyze, but I'm kind of on the when you when you're looking at the the performance overall. You and I were just looking at this in the um, the conversation in progress. <laughs> we were we were looking at that, and you know we were basically 87 percent win percentile when the second quarter um, when the second quarter began. So yeah, it doesn't leave. It leaves a much wider margin for error <laughs> with our guys. But uh, I think that the biggest takeaway on this game is that we saw Cash Jones in the second quarter. I, I know. Yeah, when he came in, I was like, what is going on? Yes. <laughs> Wasn't he the first back off the bench? I mean, I, obviously you had Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. I'm, yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty that, sure. No, I'm pretty sure Cash Jones came into the game before. Dejon did. Kendall started and we ran two running plays. And then as uh, I texted, we got cute on, <laughs> I think it's like the third play of the game. We had that like bunch formation out to the left and threw it to Arian Smith and he dropped it and it, it didn't work. I'm pretty sure Cash Jones was in for that play. I think I could be wrong. I haven't. Yeah, I feel, I feel like this, this has got to be, uh, did, did I just watch like a totally different game? Like did Dejon Edwards really not have any, carries before cash jones like was he being punished cash jones didn't get a carry he came in and it was a pass play he came oh, into the, I got you. he came got into you. the game and we did this like weird bunch he, like he went in motion and then we did that we tried to do like a screen to aaron smith and it didn't work but that was in the that was in the first quarter it was the third play of the game third the third <laughs> georgia's third play of the game georgia's third play of the game because florida state hit the ball first punted and then um I just remember, I just remember like Kendall Milton was like running, like, you know, nobody's business. And then we, 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 <laughs> we got cute. I'll say we got cute. Like, yeah. Ken, <laughs> Kendall Milton for eight yards, Kendall Milton for 14 and then pass incomplete to Arian Smith. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Cash Jones was on that way. Anyways, okay. whatever. But like, um, 
after that, because I mean, you know, we forget that we turned the ball over on downs the first time we had the ball. Um, we we went for it on fourth down and get and didn't get it. They stopped us, right? And I will say, um, that place got loud. Actually, um, yeah, you were like, there. Give us give us a rundown. Give us a rundown of the atmosphere and all that. We're I don't know where to, we're jumping ahead. I don't know where to start. So, so yeah, so Lily, I went with Lily. So Lily's first bowl game. Um, our flight was delayed a little bit, not terribly. We flew into Fort Lauderdale. Um. And our rental, we had no rental car. We rented a car, but they were out somehow. Um, took an Uber. We stayed at the Stadium Hotel, though, which is like right by, it's the closest hotel that's not a casino to Hard Rock Stadium. Um, so we were right there and like they had a shuttle to the game. So ended up like plans kind of went awry that first night. So just kind of like just like ate at the hotel restaurant. Um, but the day of the game was fun. Um, the hotel had a putt putt course. Did I tell you this? We played, so we played putt putt in the yeah, morning. That was one of the that was one of the appeals of the hotel. That was one of the appeals. Yeah, that was that was like why why Lily wanted to stay there. <laughs> so uh, we did that. Um, just kind of hung around, and then we went over. We took the shuttle. and We did the fan fest, which the fan fest was cool. Like we had a good time over there. Um, you could actually get your picture taken, like with the orange bowl trophy with all the oranges in it. Um, okay, but did the you line get picture? we did it. Uh, like the lo- there was like a crazy line to do that. So we didn't do that. We just kind of walked around when we got there. Um, Chant Bailey was on the stage. So they had like a main stage um, and they kept like bringing personalities up. So I think Derek Brooks had been there earlier in the day. We missed that. So they had like a Florida state flavor. They had champ there. Um, and then the Redcoats played. So we saw that. And then they had Dan Marino there, I guess, cause Miami. Um, but I a hundred percent booed Dan Marino. Um, cause he brought up, <laughs> he brought up the sugar bowl um i wasn't the only one many of us booed um and then i, w- I would have booed with you yeah so it was fun and then we, and then we stayed for the pre-game entertainment outside at fan fest nico moon i don't know if you're familiar with this guy have you ever heard of this guy i had I'm, I, I'm not i'm not familiar with nico moon okay well my guy maybe, was perf- maybe my kids are <laughs> my guy was performing with like a yellow solo cup in his hand it was interesting um but yeah so made our way in the stadium I'll say I really like the stadium. I know I sent you pictures. Like I think it's a, I think it's a nice stadium. It's a good stadium. Great viewing angles, at least from where we were. We were like fourth row in the upper deck. <laughs> Excuse me, fourth row upper deck, like thirty yard line. They're awesome seats. So we had a great vantage point. Um, yeah, the the pictures that you sent were were pretty amazing. I think that your description of it as a uh, a European soccer field or European soccer stadium is is an accurate assessment. Like the the seats look like they were pretty close to the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, and even like even in the upper deck, like it's not that high. Um, so it was cool. I really liked it. I liked it. Um, it was pretty easy in out. Um, it was pretty easy to navigate throughout the stadium and everything. They had really good food, honestly. I guess like NFL stadium. Um, mm-hmm. So we like that. All that was all the all of that was excellent. Um, Were the prices like Mercedes Benz? <laughs> uh, okay. So also f- funny thing, what Capital One Orange Bowl? There were signs if you used your Capital One credit card, you got ten percent off of any off everything um, at concessions. So is this a, is this a sponsor read? Not a sponsor <laughs> read. But like, and I, I usually don't use my Capital One card, but I have one. And so, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, we ended up getting a, a free like souvenir cup upgrade with the capital one card, uh, and then discounts on our stuff. So that was cool. 
What's in your wallet, Jim? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's cool. That's that. That is pretty fun. It's kind of like the old school uh, Fulton County Stadium or Ted um, Turner Field, the old Turner Field, um, where if you were driving a Lexus, you got like the the free parking. Like you just you just roll up into the Lexus lot with the Lexus, right? And Mercedes, right. I don't know if it's still this way. Mercedes Benz, like you just roll into the Mercedes Benz lot if you if you're driving a Mercedes. Really, I didn't, I didn't it used to be that. that way. It used to be that way. I don't know. I got don't it. think it's like that anymore. Got it. I remember going down to, um, did we go to a Atlanta United game? I can't remember. I think it might have been a, a Georgia game that was happening um, at the Benz. And they had a Mercedes lot. And I remember driving down there with um, uh, Lindsay's brother's wife. Her dad had a, a, a convertible Mercedes Benz. And we would drive down there and park in that lot. Anyway, we're off the rails already. That's okay. That's okay. Well, there's not much to talk about with this game. Um <laughs> So all that to say, Lily and I had a really good time. She got to, she sported her Jake Fromm jersey. Uh, so she got to wear her new jersey that she got for Christmas. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. That's we awesome. Had a, and, we had a lot and, of fun. And she was surprised by it too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had no idea. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think she thought that I forgot. So that was good. That was good. Um, That's awesome. It's a good quarterback, Lily. <laughs> that's right that's right and we, we saw somebody we saw like another like teenage girl in a jake from jersey and i was like oh look lily fellow jake from fan <laughs> this should be this should be like <laughs> this should be like when uh when hunter wore the azalea shirt to the masters and he took a picture with everybody <laughs> i know i know we totally should have got a picture <laughs> totally should have done that um but yeah man it was like i will say even before that like we just had like got lots of bull watching in like we sat and watched um kentucky and clemson at the charlotte airport and then you know we watched um what penn state old miss friday night at the hotel um so got in lots of good football watching while we we're down there it was fun <laughs> but yeah nice. so what i was saying was um like the florida state fans were definitely like they were into it um but there was lots of like joking conversations with them like you know, I would like apologize, but like, sorry, it's our fault that we're here and not in New Orleans. <laughs> and they're like, we were totally playing you in New Orleans. And I like nicely said, yes, totally. Which I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, who knows? I don't know what the community, but possible. Um, but Florida State fans were, you know, they were nice. We had a lot of good conversations with everybody. Uh, it was fun. So that's good. I only encountered one uh, Florida State fan couple. Um on my on my travels um so I, di I didn't have any any interactions with anybody there was just a nod there was a silent nod and that was not much else <laughs> yeah yeah i mean so yeah there was you know that the the hotel we were staying at um obviously most people there were for, there for the game and i would say it was about 50 50 georgia florida state and we were taking we took a shuttle there and back both on the way there and back it was split in the van um with you know georgia and florida state everyone was <laughs> everyone was friendly um i think i told you about the uh the shuttle text thread mm -hmm. um so the, yeah, the I, I was a, i was a little confused about that setup like so you had like a text thread with people that you were at I, the hotel with I'm i confused. think they i think they messed up so like you we gave the shuttle company our phone numbers right when like when we reserved the shuttle mm -hmm. and like during the first quarter I got a group text like from a number that I didn't have. And it was like with like 20 other people on it. And it was like, this is your chauffeur company or something like that. 
Um, we'll be in touch again soon. I guess it was just like around like making sure people knew when the last shuttle was, you know, because like the the for to get home, they basically started the ride homes at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and then they were supposed to just keep going back and forth until an hour after the game. <laughs> but so, but they sent this like mass text to everyone who took the shuttle, <laughs> and so people start replying, right? So like the first re- response was just like "Go Knowles," and so that's when I was like. <laughs> go dogs and so like you know it's all people that no one knows it like no one knew anyone (laughs) so like it was pretty amazing so like at first it was all like friendly banter and then like when the game started to turn like the florida state people started to be like you know all dejected and they're like oh man like i can't believe this i can't believe i came all the way here for this blah blah and then like you know for the most part georgia fans weren't saying anything and then all of a sudden like the trash talk started (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the 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 bourbons the bourbons were deep at that point <laughs> yeah yeah so it got it got pretty good i feel like i should like take a video of scrolling the text thread and send it to you i think it it's it's pretty entertaining yeah <laughs> that, that would be entertaining just like set it to set it to uh titanic or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, everything's man. better Every, everything's better with titanic oh man i should totally do that that would be epic so yeah so that that happened that was the thing that happened awesome. um i tried not to respond and i finally did so you just couldn't take it anymore yeah yeah that's awesome my but, uh my viewing my viewing was a little bit different than yours so but at that point we were in Asheville for for the game so we we, we had we made it up to Asheville. Um, and then I pulled Twitter on places to watch the game uh, mm. while I was in Asheville. And some some locals actually responded that were not in town, but said that the Alumni Association was meeting at this bar uh, called the Village Pub, which is incidentally l- probably a 10-minute walk from the gates of the Biltmore, um, if you've ever been to the Biltmore. So pretty cool spot um they had everything set up and then they had some decorated decorations and things and they had some giveaways some cups and buttons and stickers and stuff which uh my girls were very appreciative of um uh the the the, they had the 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 pom-poms and stuff too um so it was it was a good atmosphere to watch the game you know i didn't really know anybody there but we we met some some of the alumni there one of them actually was like a personal family friend of javon bullard um, oh, yeah. She was she was trying to give us some inside some inside baseball on Javon, uh, which ended up not being what we what we were hoping for. We were hoping. <laughs> got hopeful. Got hopeful. We got hopeful. I got hopeful. Uh, basically, uh, his his mom was his mom was got a master's degree or something, and his mom was very heavy on the on the academics. He graduates in May, and she, I guess that the thinking was is that she wanted him to get a free master's education. So, but right. obviously, things didn't turn out that way. That's okay. Go be great. Go be great. Go be great, Javon. I I did tell her, I was like, please let his mom know that we are all going to miss him like on and off the field because it's such a pleasure to, to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess what I, what I had started to say was like the Florida state fans were like, they were into it early. Like they were loud. Um, Chief Osceola was there, I think, and they, that was on TV, right? Like they, they showed him yes. throw the. Although what I, what, I'm telling you, man, like it did not have the reaction like in the stadium like you would think of because on the jumbotrons, like they played a Florida State video, then they ran out, and before he threw 
uh, the spear into the ground, they'd already cut to Baba O'Reilly in like the Georgia mm-hmm. opening. So like the Georgia fans were all cheering. And then it was like, oh, wait, Chief Alciola is going to throw his thing. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. Well, because it's a it's a long drawn out process for him. Yeah, to like, it is. He like gallops around, then he loops, <laughs> loops, loops back. Yeah, it's like we had moved on. We, we were yeah. we were out here in the fields already. Um, we were <laughs> <laughs> we, we were out here in the fields. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Once once the Georgia offense got rolling, like there was just no stopping it. It was insane. Um, there was a play. <clears throat> I don't remember when it was like. Or maybe it was that first drive when Beck got sacked and you fumbled, but we recovered it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely like woke up the Florida State fans because like the whole crowd was kind of quiet. And then when that sack happened, like they woke up, they erupted. Um, and then they kind of like it was super loud, like when we had the ball from that point on, for, for at least through the rest of the first quarter. Um, it never really got loud on the Georgia side, I'll say, at least not from where I was sitting. Um, other than us celebrating all the good, good stuff like that obviously got loud, but it was like, we, it was very much, uh, you were there to see an exhibition <laughs> kind of thing, I would say. Um, but obviously there's say, plenty to cheer about. I don't know. I don't know how much I take, take away from the, the exhibition situation. So, I mean, that, I mean, at least you had a little bit of a game for about 10 minutes, right? You yeah, had a little no. bit of, of, of like game atmosphere. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like I was actually kind of getting frustrated, like trying to like yell and stuff from Florida State had the ball. And like, yeah, we just as a fan base weren't getting very loud. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like we were treating it like we as fans were treating it like an oh, exhibition. Like we're not going to get into this. Like, you know, this bores me. <laughs> thing almost. These, um, these, these peasants. <laughs> I'm sure there are pockets that were loud. It just wasn't loud where I was. Um, right, right, right. Whereas I could hear like Florida. I would also say there are more Florida State fans there, I would say. I think, at least from my vantage point, it felt like it. I don't know. I Maybe mean, that was just from the noise. By the end, there obviously weren't, but in the first quarter. <laughs> I, would, I, I kind of expected that, honestly. Like, that's why I was asking you when I was texting you before the game, like what the vibe was on the, on the ground. Because yeah. I was anticipating just knowing that state and having family that lives down there and having been down there so much throughout my youth, like particularly in time period when Florida State was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida State is a pretty, a pretty significant and substantial fan base. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I figured since it was in Florida um, that it would be an, an easier, an easier travel situation for for those guys to come down for the day basically as opposed to georgia fans having to come down for a weekend well they're used to traveling in the traveling circus sorry <laughs> they did have the traveling circus <laughs> they're, they're used to it uh, oh man i forgot about that <laughs> at any rate at any rate so yeah dude the i don't know it got to the point where you know when we when we started scoring it was like just hand the ball off and we're going to get how many yards we want. It kind of felt like, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, as someone who likes to run the ball, uh, I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I love the way, the way. So what we had, what, four, four rushing touchdowns before we had a passing one. So although the third rushing touchdown was, a, or the fourth one was kind of the pass. We can get to that. Yeah. I mean, let's, I guess that's probably a, a good segue. Um, I see. I see you sipping, and you're still recovering from your sickness. I'm trying to, to knock. It, I think it I'm like. trying to knock my sickness out. So I went with the uh, uh, my uh, old Forester 1920 prohibition style. Trying to knock the cold out. Trying to knock it out. 
I've got, uh, I actually went and picked up a, I was actually texting with John about this earlier this week. I went to a liquor store that I, I really don't like going into, um, but they do have really good store picks. And mm. I, I just wanted to check it out. And they have a, a 1792 single barrel uh, store pick, which is a, a really good value. Um, and was actually on the list of best bourbons for 2023. Um, the, John and I both really enjoy the Breaking Bourbon as a review um, source. Mm. Um, they have a different, they're like a four or five barrel ranking system on on their bourbons. And then at the end of the year, they did a a, rele- a release of, you know, their top their top bourbons for the year. And and a lot of them are like the ones that you would expect that are, mm. you know, high dollar high dollar bourbons but this one was the this one was sitting up there at, at pretty mid-tier on their list for of best bourbons a 1792 single barrel um and it's only 40 it was only 40 bucks um at this liquor store well, let's take 45 and so i picked i picked that up um most recently and then uh, while i was at the at the watch party there's i noticed on the way out that there was a distillery across the street mm. and i picked up this little teeny tiny bottle. So a little 200 milliliter. I don't know if you can see it. It's a little 200 milliliter bottle that they didn't sell. They didn't sell the big bottles on for some reason. But um, it is a Nachino, Nachino barrel finished, and um, it's a rye whiskey. And and this thing has like it smells. It smells incredible. Like I can't mm. really describe it. But Nachino is apparently like an Italian liqueur for like an Italian walnut liqueur. And, you know, just like with the port barrel finishes and stuff like that, they, they, they take the whiskey and, and they finish it in, in the Nachino, uh, barrels. And, um, this is really fantastic. And I start, got to thinking when I was sipping it, uh, up in Asheville that I, I would actually like to taste this mixed with some other stuff because mm. it would give that nice, that nice flavor profile. And um, so I've been kind of experimenting with with mixing it, and so tonight I did mix it, and it tastes fantastic. Nice. It's kind of nice. like adding adding a finished flavor to um, to a regular bourbon that you you like. So like I've I've sampled it. I actually had it with uh, the Weller Special Reserve. Um, so think about like a Weller Special Reserve that's finished in, in a nice a nice mm. flavor profile. Yeah um but anyway that's what i'm sipping on tonight a little bit of a little bit of uh a little bit of my travels uh, <laughs> is with me <laughs> nice yeah i i am just still trying to kick the remnants of this cold i feel fine i i felt fine when we went i just like this cough like came back i don't know it's kind of annoying but whatever sounds like um, you have what the entire elementary schools have had for months yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I, I guess, I don't know, like the defense just dominated the whole game, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I mean, the play of the game has to be the McConkie touchdown, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, and it probably underscores a little bit of, it probably underscores like two different sides of the coin on on how you view this game. Like on the one mm-hmm. hand, like you look at it as like a, you know, Georgia taking advantage of of the scrubs. But on the other hand, you just look at it as a pure Georgia just exercising its pure talent, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it would have looked like had their entire boat had been on on that play. Like, because it looked like it was supposed to be 
a pass play. Like we were, it, we were gonna get, we were gonna get what we were I, looking for, Jim. I know we were gonna get McConkey throwing for a touchdown. <laughs> I know, I know. It was like that was the time. That was it. They finally gonna let him, you know, flex his high school quarterback skills. Ah. But he and he just decided, nah, I think I'll just run it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then he juked a guy out of his shoes, and then oh my the gosh, corner, dude, hit the corner and just took off. He hit like a DeAndre Swift dead leg behind line of scrimmage <laughs> to cut up field. That was mm-hmm. uh, it was ridiculous. So, but I yeah, think so, that I think it also underscored like that our guys wanted to play. You know, like yeah, I mean, there's yeah. you know there were two ways to deal with this, and Georgia, we our guys said, you know what. You only get to play so many of these. I want one more time with my teammates and I'm going to go out there and we're going to finish this. Mm-hmm. And Florida state didn't, I mean, I'm not saying I blame them, but like, I just think that's a difference in the culture of the programs. Honestly. Do you, you, you know me and my love for theories that are conspiracy. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's one of those things that I, I feel like that should have been obvious. Like if you're, I don't know. I, I get that we're, our our program is built differently, and I want to like I want to believe that, and I do believe that. But mm-hmm. um, there's also a part of me that wonders because a lot of this NIL stuff is not public, right? It's not like you yeah. can go and peruse someone's contract on on what they're you know expected to do or required to do. But part of me right. feels like that Georgia is already like ahead of the curve um, mm-hmm. because they are ahead of the curve in so many other facets of how the program operates and with the level of detail that Kirby goes into this stuff. I feel like that they were motivated to do so because they were incentivized to do so. Mm, like um, maybe there was like a bowl, maybe yeah, they got a postseason like, bonus or something. Like we've got a post, we've got postseason clauses in our contracts already, right? <laughs> kind of thing. Like could be. And I feel like that that's what you're going to see. And I did think that uh, was it. I'm going to have to agree with him. I guess I think it was McAfee um, um, that that uh, that was talking about. Did I see it? McAfee? Whatever. McAfee. McAfee, Pat yeah. McAfee, Pat, yeah, the the carnival barker. Um, <laughs> did he go to Florida State? No, <laughs> yeah, did he go? To, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think that he was talking about that they've got to like figure out a way to incentivize these kids. Like maybe it's a payment for for completing or holding. You know, you don't get the full the full um, allotment of your of your NIL dollars unless you like play the entirety of the season, kind of thing. Yeah that's definitely how they're going to get people to stick around and play in these bowl games for sure. And maybe Georgia just was ahead of the curve on that. Um, and maybe Florida <laughs> state wasn't like they didn't have enough skin in the game to warrant, weren't playing. Um, right. So I don't know. Uh, that's just my conspiracy theory there, but I do think that there is an element of, um, you know, the senior, our senior class had a chance to do something that, you know, nobody's done in this, you yeah. know, set the record. Um and then I feel like that once the point started rolling, like we, you know, there's a number of historic things that we can do. We can wreck someone's season. Um, you can be another, uh, the first, the first program in history to go 40 plus points in back-to-back bowl games. Yeah. Levy the largest bowl victory margin in history. Like all, all these things, there, there are still things to play for, right? Breaking maybe, our, breaking our own record to do that, by the way. Yeah. Breaking our own record. So our, our our guys were definitely up for it. Um, there was probably also a, a component that they they knew that they would probably not be playing as long as they would in a tighter game or whatever. But mm. um, you know, basically we played the first half, and then the second half was by and large. I mean, Gunnar Stockton basically 
kind of took over in the second half and our backups beat them 30 to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I know we came out, I think we still pretty much had the ones in, but Gunner instead, instead of Carson to start the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but third I mean, string it quarterback was quarterback versus third string quarterback. That's true. That's true. Um, late in the first half when it was before the last touchdown, um, which, what was the last touchdown? Was that Dominic Lovett? I think right before halftime. Um, oh, you're talking the, about the first half? Yeah. Yeah. So they, God, we scored so many touchdowns. Yeah. So, <laughs> so love it. Right before Lovett's touchdown, um, the Georgia fans had already started. Like, I know they showed on TV, like the players did the Tomahawk chop to celebrate that touchdown. Like, it had been going on for a while in the stadium. And I don't think you could hear it on TV. Um, no. So the student section started it, like that whole, like that drive. So basically that entire drive, the student section was doing the Tomahawk, Tomahawk chop. And then like for the rest of the game, anytime the Florida State band played their fight song, it was the Georgia fans doing the chop, uh, which felt natural as a Braves fan. Felt natural, um, yeah, exactly. Like... So, but that, that was, that was crazy. So th- at that point, that was what we definitely definitely took it over but i know i i looked at lily before halftime and i was like so okay it was 42 to three at half uh and like i looked at lily before we were about to kick off that last time at the end of the first half i was like it's not even halftime yet <laughs> <laughs> look, look at the score and, and she was like i didn't even think about that like there's like a lot of game left. <laughs> yeah. oh, i know man. i know i know from where we sit um when the fourth quarter came around and we had the ball and you know we scored to make it 63 or like 70 mm-hmm. let's hit let's hit 70 kirby like yeah yeah and and you you definitely feel like we could have if we wanted to we missed the anthony evans touchdown we we were on a quest um we we had moved seats we were getting down into the lower bowl so we we finished the game uh, in the lower bowl and uh that that touchdown happened while we were on an escalator to get back down uh, um, but uh we but we were got to get down there for this the trophy celebration be right there so that's cool which you got this your is, orange this is <laughs> I'd be lying if I said this was from <laughs> I do have an orange I, I do have this an orange up at Harris Teeter <laughs> I have an orange it's from it is from Miami it's, I, I I grabbed one off the hotel table <laughs> it's we a tried Miami orange <laughs> we tried I, we were close to getting uh, we no oranges and no Capital One scarves uh, we we're trying to get an orange bowl scarf for Lily. They, they, mm. Those also got passed out to the students. Uh, could, I feel like that's something off. you could probably buy online, right? Someone, I might. Well, oh, we saw some. We, we saw kids with like three around their neck, and so Lily was like walking around, being like, and she like had a fake British accent, and she's like, "I'm just a poor child, cold, needing a scarf." <laughs> <laughs> and like she wouldn't like directly go and ask anyone. She was just doing that, and like no one like caught on to what she was doing. It was pretty funny. You so I was just sitting the- there laughing. You can take the kid out of the theater, but you can't take the theater out of the kid, huh? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure some of the students that I saw walking around with like three scarves on, you know, those are on eBay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I, I, you know, I didn't even think about it. Carter's old soccer coach, um, his his wife is like a, works for Capital One Marketing. I bet she was probably at the game. Nice. Yeah, I, I we didn't, we hadn't even noticed the scarves. Kim texted me and was like, she saw them on TV. And she's like, I see these orange bowl scarves. Lily needs one. <laughs> So, you know, there wasn't much going on in the game the second half, so we went on a quest for a scarf. You went on a quest, yeah. <laughs> as 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 you should. Uh so yeah. It was I fun. did see you had some pretty epic looking ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that we got that right after Lad's touchdown. Uh that was actually step one of the quest. We we thought we had seen where some scarves were. Turned out there were shakers. 
And it was when we were walking mm. back. Um, that fumble happened. We, we were we weren't in our seats for any of that. Um, but yeah, so then Lily was like, "We got to get ice cream," because um, <laughs> she had seen it earlier. Nice. So yeah, we got we got like soft serve and a cone. Yeah, I saw that. It was epic. It was really good. Yeah, I got a cute. I had a Cuban sandwich for dinner in the stadium. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I mean, you're in, you're in Miami. You got exactly. Cuban, I, Cuban I wanted sandwich. a Cuban sandwich while we were down there, and <laughs> hadn't planned on getting one at the game, but uh, I'll say it was fantastic. I have a feeling. I have a feeling the purists here are, are rolling their eyes and scoffing at you for getting a Cuban sandwich at the. I know. I, know. Hey, I didn't have a rental car. I couldn't go around anywhere. Oh, I guess I could Uber <laughs> somewhere, but. Oh yeah, you, you didn't tell that story. You're. <laughs> uh, I just yeah. I mean yeah. I mean I don't know. I thought that if you had a reservation for a rental car, that meant you could actually have one. <laughs> yeah. What's what? Is, I feel like that was like a commercial. That, that was a commercial. Like that's the whole point of the reservation. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. We they were we were told there was a four to five hour wait to get a car. So uh, so we we just Ubered for the weekend, which ended up saving money. I just wanted to have a car to be able to like, go do stuff. Yeah. To get but around. yeah, we weren't we were kind of in and out, so it, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't. Right. Big. Lily just wanted to be at the hotel anyways and play putt So play we putt. Yeah. Did she win? <laughs> she, she beat me. Oh yeah, she totally beat me. It was a nine hole course and we played nine twice and she beat me both times. Nice. Yeah. Smoked you. Yeah, she smoked me. <laughs> which which uh, I was like, you would think that I cause it's I like actually play golf. You know, I would be good at this. And no. Should, yeah, no, no, that's not that's not how it works. Did you bring? Did you did you like bring your putter down there? That'd, no, that'd no, that would be amazing. <laughs> that's why I lost. I didn't have my equipment. I can't. I can't use this inferior putt putt equipment. You'd be like, you'd be like the guy in the wizard with his glove, like bringing the case out and everything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I will say the funny thing that kept happening, like late in the game when we had left the game, and this happened again at the airport like when we were leaving, like people would, we were, you know, we packed all Georgia stuff. Right. And so like when you're out and about, someone would be, would be like, Oh, did you go to the game? And like, the way Lily would respond was pretty amazing. Like someone asked us at the airport and we're like, yeah, we did the game. Like, I bet that was fun as a Georgia fan. And she said something like, yeah, like, you know, you never thought you'd beat anyone any worse than TCU. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's amazing. Lily. That is pretty amazing. Pretty uh, savage. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> well, I'm glad that you guys had a had a good experience. But yeah, the game, the game itself was obviously was entertaining. Um, like I said, when you see Cash Jones in taking yeah. taking handoffs in the second quarter, I, I turned there was a guy, there was a guy at the at the alumni tailgate that I was at in, in Asheville that was kind of making similar like comments that made it sound like he he watched you know film from an analytics standpoint, and um, I turned to him and I was like, you know, it's not very it's not very often that you see the human victory cigar in in the second quarter, <laughs> <laughs> and he and he got a big chuckle out of that. <laughs> oh, dude, three hundred seventy two yards rushing in this game for Georgia. Yeah, if you're if you're a Bobo hater, sorry, Craig, um, you probably were not happy at this game. Although I think I think that Craig would probably argue that, well, we were playing the backups kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Which to to a certain extent, I, I hear you. So uh, my my retort to anybody that that says that or what I feel like your your defense as a Georgia fan when you're having these conversations with folks is that, okay, well, that's kind of the score that you would expect to put up. So if you expect to put that up against backups, do you really think that the starters are going to have that much of an impact to where they would have 
been anywhere closer. Like George Foster has, talk, has talked a lot about this on Twitter and on the 100 Sanford Sanford episode um, for their recap because I listened to it today actually. Um, his his point, his whole thing is, is that okay, throw the starters in there, we win by twenty. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I tend to agree. And the the Georgia team that played in the Orange Bowl is not the same Georgia team that played in the SEC championship. And I got into a little bit of an argument with some Michigan folks um, <laughs> earlier today about this, but like basically they're saying that Georgia had no business being in the, in the CFP. And I said, well, you know, if, if Georgia had 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 that same team in the SEC championship, then it would have been, an, it likely would have been a little bit different outcome mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we would have had, a fully healthy team. So if you give Kirby smart a month to prepare for anybody and a month to heal um, at some key key positions, because we weren't even sure that lad McConkie was going to be physically able to play. Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a guarantee that he was going to play at all. And my gut Um, tells me Brock Bowers does play if it's a playoff game. I could be wrong. I don't really know. That's not inside sources. That's just me guessing. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would, I would tend to agree, agree there. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it just wasn't the same team. It wasn't the same mm-hmm. team because um, we were we were firing on all cylinders in every facet of the game. Um, I mean, I think that we were we laughed to, towards the end of the game when when Thorson had to come out. It was like, all right, game <laughs> game game's complete. Thorson finally got a punt and he and no return. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so let's talk about that. I think I'm pretty sure I texted you and Coach. Did I text you guys before? We punted or was it after they were because like I was like legit nervous. I was like, oh, my gosh, what if they return the punt? (laughs) I was not nervous at all, Joe. Uh, Uh, I I guess I don't remember when you I don't remember. I think you I think you texted us afterwards because I think it was after I think I think I texted that I had been legit nervous that. Yes. Like I was like on the edge of my seat. Will we not? (laughs) So we hit the under on FSU punt returns of point five. Um, which I guess that's a good, a, we can, can we, can we crown, is this a good time to crown me as the coach trail bills over unders champion of 2023? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. My I wide did receiver, win. My wide receivers were injured. Sorry. Final Didn't standings. Uh, I was 74 and 48 and you were 70 and 52. So not by a lot. You made, you made a good, uh, you, you, you made some headway. You kept shopping. I kept chopping, came up short like an Alabama CFP appearance against Michigan. Ooh. Ooh. I guess we can talk about that a little bit. That's not was, a segue. Uh... That's not a segue yet. Okay, not yet. Okay, okay. Not That's yet, fine. not yet. I think that um all right, so let's let's talk a little bit more about some things that uh were in the game. I want to talk about something that I didn't actually know about until after the game was over. Mm. And I don't know if you knew about it before the game or not, but Kirby's pregame comments. Can oh, we talk yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. I thought you were going to say something something different. Um, I mean, yeah, we get to no, that. we can get to what you thought in a second, but yeah, yeah dude, I, like Kirby was, was living loose pregame, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, like what did he say? He's like, I don't. He I mean, like that, he pulled a sorry he, Carter in the pregame interview. Yeah, right? he pulled a sorry Carter with DJ Shockley. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Man. Beth is not going to be happy about that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I made it out on the radio airwaves. I, I saw that from John, right? I think he he tweeted or something. <laughs> yeah, he, he said something about up in this bitch, like the yeah that they were ready to go. <laughs> yeah, like holy cow! Carter just hit me with a sorry Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, no. So I didn't know. I did not have my head. I did not have my headphones with me, John. So I was unaware uh, during uh, the game. This no Walkmans. No Walkmans yeah, made it on the, the trip. None of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I I do think that goes to show just the mentality that we had. You know, I mean, took it seriously. Um, you can see it in Kirby's pregame speech with the team, and you can see with the the stuff that's come out through social media. Um, I don't know. I mean, we. We took it seriously, and even in his post game comments in the post game press conference, where he was like, basically, it was like that wasn't okay. Like, college football needs to figure out what they want to do, kind of thing. You know, like yeah, it feels like it feels like he he was making a statement for a number of levels. Which, yeah. by the way, like Kirby, if we want to make statements, can we make statements like earlier in the season? <laughs> yeah. I, I, at some point, I feel like that. You know, I don't know. I, I look at. So when I was arguing with the guy from Michigan today, you know, he was talking about Georgia's schedule, how we didn't play anybody. And I pointed out Michigan, <laughs> I pointed out Michigan's schedule. Like they didn't play anybody until the ninth game of the season yeah, uh, as well, or the 10th game of the season. I think it was for Michigan. Like they, they, they basically beat the piss out of everybody that they played um, on their week, big 10 schedule. Right. And so Maybe the takeaway here this season is that, um, you know, Kirby always is learning things, right? Like he's opened up the offense a little bit more. Like, you know, we're not as not as reliant on just ground ground and pound kind of thing. So he's he's evolving as a coach like before our eyes, right? And so mm-hmm. I feel like that the next hump that we've got to get over is this like get the game in hand and then shut it down kind of approach. And I just want to see if if we have the ability to do so against an inferior opponent, just step on their throats and and throw up a big score, because it appears that this the committee and maybe the changes next year with the twelve teams and all that stuff. But like, yeah. I don't know. It it it, it it feels like that optics mattered a lot more in in this particular season than they have in the past. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> um... But. Yeah, I mean, we had we had uh, there was <laughs> this is like the quintessential Bobo game, right? Like we had utter balance, we had like <laughs> right at three hundred yards rushing, right at three hundred yards passing. Which golly, three hundred yards rushing, that hasn't happened in a really long time. I think well, I, I mean, we had we had dang near four hundred with three seventy two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gross, three seventy two net. It was beautiful. I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I think that uh, uh, UJ Sports had thrown up there by the numbers stuff. And I, I feel like that we hadn't had two 100 yard rushers in the same game in in quite some time. Yeah, well, I, we we didn't here, did we? We had Roderick Robinson was the second leading rusher with uh, 70 yards. <laughs> Kendall had I one that, I thought that uh, I thought that they were they were talking about the combined rushers. Mm. Uh, maybe I'm mixing up the stats. Yeah, we only had one hundred yard rusher in Kendall. <clears throat> I can't remember. Roger Robinson, that was the best there. he's looked. I'll say too. He looked really. He looked good, man. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Um, I, I, I actually, you know, the, the defense just shut them down so much that we're not even really talking about them a whole lot. Um, so I'll <laughs> call it a couple of things. One, I like for a second there, I thought Malachi Starks was going to run back that interception for a touchdown, like to end the first half. Um, which would have been glorious. Um, but I mean, I don't know, like they just they just couldn't they had they had the one long pass play in the second quarter, I think. Maybe that was in the 
yeah, the second, second quarter, he had that one long pass play, you know, got him down inside the 10. And then we we buckled down and held him to the field goal. Um, but that was mm-hmm. a beautiful play, by the way. Um, kind of had to tip your cap to him. Um, but yeah, man, defense was, they did what they do. They were lights out. So I, I did right. like when in our text thread, we were talking about like, <laughs> we, we really need the defensive line to step up. And then like, we had a batted ball and then a sack fumble. <laughs> <laughs> like right yeah, after yeah. that was in the text thread, which even that, like Michael Williams gets the sack, recovers his own fumble. That was pretty sweet. I don't know, dude. It was the whole thing was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had eleven rushers and eleven. We had eleven different players with with rushing at least one rushing attempt. And we had eleven different players with at least uh, one re- reception. That's crazy. All right, that including is, that, that is crazy. Including, and this is where I thought you were going. I thought you were gonna go with who caught a pass in this game. Uh oh oh Luke Bennett. Luke Bennett. <laughs> yeah, the goats. <laughs> the goats, the goats younger brother even caught a pass. Yeah, I mean you had I mean Jackson Muschamp gets a first down and we're left left his dad with an absolutely amazing gif gif <laughs> moment. Um if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to check it out. Um, I mean Gunnar Stockton looked looked great. Um, you know, I mentioned the guy at the at the watch party that I was at, we kind of exchange some commentary about that like and he it sounded like that he had some kind of like connections that i had been hearing that we've been hearing as well that some of the staff were kind of torn on you know his ability to be an x factor in the Mm. running game Mm -hmm. Um, and you definitely saw that um you definitely saw that yeah yeah i mean It 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 gives you a lot of hope for what could potentially be down the road for sure right right and i thought the the touchdown pass to anthony evans was that was a nice pass. Um, it was a nice mm-hmm. pass. It was a nice catch. I mean, Evans really like shielded the defender from that. I thought it was a, it was a good play. Yeah. I mean, you, we, we got to see, it was a, it was the, dude, it was a, it was like the perfect bowl game, right? You blew them out. There was like no nervousness what, whatsoever. It was a party and we got to see a glimpse into the future, right? With all these young guys getting into the game. It was, it was perfect. It's yeah, exactly, exactly how you want a bowl game to go. My only thing is that I feel like these last couple of games with um, Anthony Evans coming in, you know, it's one of those situations like, did we wait too long to unveil that kind of thing? Right. Um, could be right. could be something of a regret um, for the past, <laughs> but um, at least now we know um, he is as advertised. And the hope is, is that he'll get bigger, he'll get faster, he'll get stronger um, and get more familiar with the play the playbook and hopefully develop. I would assume that what's been holding him back is probably some of that, you know, playbook knowledge as well as some of the blocking, you know, ability right. that some of our other receivers present. Um, so, but the, the kid, the kid has very clearly got, got the talent. And I think that he's going to be one of those players that we have to figure out how to get the ball to kind of like AD Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what other comments do you have on the game? I think that the the other takeaways that I had were, um, yeah, I mean, we had <laughs> Wood, Woodring was was a perfect nine for nine, and I believe that we were <laughs> we were perfect we were perfect in the red zone as well. Like every every trip to the red zone was a touchdown, which is something that we struggled with mm-hmm. this season. Um, again, the whole lesser competition thing, but like you know basically we performed exactly how we wanted how how you need to perform against a team that's that's reeling and you know i i don't know i georgia georgia was able to empty its bench 
um, and, and still was able to perform. So, you know, this isn't exactly like we're playing an FCS team, right? This is still a division one, yeah. you know, major power five conference, uh, champion that was undefeated, that has the recruiting prowess that it has at its disposal in a big state. And so, um, I don't, I don't know that I subscribe to the fact that, uh, that they, they got trounced without their starters. Look, I mean, they were they were ranked higher than we were in the by the committee. Um, and if if you go by the number of guys that were out, you know, we were missing just as many as they were. Um, if you look at our guys that had gone to the portal, um, or our guys that were injured, um, I mean, we didn't play. We didn't have Brock Bowers. Imagine if Brock Bowers was in this game, how bad would it have been? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. There would have been much different, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it maybe... just would have been. It just would have been the lion's share of yards would have probably come to him. Yeah, but uh, let's let you know. Speaking of, let's let's uh, let's highlight Dylan Bell, man, dude. Dylan Bell. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow, man! What a performance that he had. Um, I mean, he had a couple of catches that at the end of the towards the end of the game that were just like, what was that? Where has I... that? Where has that been all season? Well, I felt like his first one down the sideline was like a nice answer to the one I mentioned that they had, right? They had that nice catch on the sideline. And then Dylan Bell was like, I can do that too. You know, it was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, he, he, he has really, he really, um, I don't know, he really grew this season. I feel like um, kind of ever, ever, and ever since the Tennessee game, I feel like he's been a consistent performer. So, yeah, man, I know that he's, um, you know, he's only a sophomore. And I'm hoping that next year he really kind of takes that, uh, that Heinz Ward, uh, mm. I really hope that he takes that Heinz Ward mantle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because sure. it, it's fun to watch him. Like, you talk about these young guys. Like, our team overall is pretty young, man. Um, yeah. Other than, other than some key spots along the lines and trenches, which, you know, is definitely something that we're going to have to have, have to find answers for in the future. Um, John Tweets was was very good at, at at reminding us all about what we have coming in and what's still on the roster from a from a trenches side of things. So we've got some pretty big hog mollies that are that are still in the fold um, for those roles. And I think that part of us seeing you know some of these guys that number one we have we have numbers that we have to get out right. We have to yeah. we have to cut down to eighty five scholarships by the spring. Um, It'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the next, you know, six months or so. But uh, but for now, it seems like we're pretty set and we're pretty comfortable with where we're at along the lines. I mean, you saw today as of recording time, we have a we have a Michael Jackson, the third that is committed to Georgia. I'm so excited about the Michael Jackson jokes that are coming. Yes. Be you ready. Oh man. Uh, um I, I, I as soon as that came out I was like oh man everybody's firing up the meme machine. <laughs> uh, man yeah. a, a meme machine in red and black? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a meme machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and you know our 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 defenders look good in the in the secondary. We've had some guys that like you know we had Humphrey, you know he was out, then he was in. He's like he's playing the hokey poke. He's playing the port. He's playing the portal ho- hokey pokey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, um, I do want to say uh, kudos to Kendall Milton. Uh, you know, he he dealt with a lot in his career um, with injuries, and we had you know 
we had talked about like if it's a healthy Kendall Milton, et cetera, et cetera. I'm I'm happy for him that he got to finish out the end of his career healthy like this um, and get the be the MVP of the Orange Bowl. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and Kit has an arm. I'll say Kendall Milton has an arm, and so does Kirby. The being down low and seeing the oranges get launched into the stands. Uh, they're getting them into the stands, man. <laughs> both, <laughs> both of them. So uh, they they both got arms, just for what it's worth. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up in the in the draft situation. But um, I definitely, yeah. I definitely wish that we had had him for a longer period of time, completely healthy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Oh, maybe we need to make an assessment on how early we're letting these kids come out. But like, um. Yeah, it, it he he yeah he has not looked the same as years past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I've got nothing else on the game. <laughs> yeah, man, I got nothing else either. Uh, what I will say is, um, a couple of things, um, a couple of things that did come out. Um, something to look, something that you maybe are. Uh, so we 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 only ran four plays this season out of the pistol formation. That was something that coach coach Hayes had posted about today. Um, when he put it, he put the first, I think it was the very first touchdown by Kendall Milton was out of, was out of the pistol formation. If I remember correctly, is that, is that right? Hmm. Good question. The first one, the first one, it actually, to me, looked a lot like the play. Ugh, not to bring up bad things. It looked a lot like the play that we fumbled on <laughs> in the SEC championship game, but we handed it off to to the back and faked, right. the, and faked the end around. It must have been the other. It must have been the other touchdown because okay. there was a there was a play where we ran it out of the pistol in the red zone and and we scored. And it was only the fourth play of the entire season that we had run out of the pistol formation. And interesting. I, rem- I remember that. Uh, I remember that that was definitely a formation that Monken used to leverage. Um, mm-hmm. But um, anyway, something to watch out for in the future. I feel like that there is definitely some tinkering with, uh, you know, personnel sets and, you know, those kinds of things that uh, we, we didn't normally do. Like you said, we had we had the 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 fumble, the fumble play that we actually did something a little different on um, that ended up being successful. So, you know, from a from a player standpoint, you know, we, we got to see all this talent, but also from a, a coach's standpoint, they get to pull some things out that they you know, since it's the last game of the season, pull some things out that we haven't, you know, get some live practice in basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was definitely something that, uh, that, that stuck out to me was the tinkering that was going on with, with Bobo because he was definitely in his bag. Yeah. He was definitely in his bag for this game. We got some nice, uh, Bobo Todd Hartley, uh, high fives, um, on, on screen this game. I did see that. I haven't rewatched the whole game, but I rewatched the first half of the other day. I, I saw multiple of those. It was nice. There was, there was definitely a lot of that. I actually thought that, um, you know, it's funny because uh, when, when we first scored and they first like panned up to the booth, um, I saw, I saw Bobo, but I didn't quite see Hartley. He was not quite as close to, to Bobo mm-hmm. as, as he normally is. And so I, I did have the the thought, like if Stacy Searles is out, which right. we haven't talked about that either. Like I assume that he's okay. I haven't seen any news updates, but yeah, we were we were joking on whether or not Hartley was going to be down on the sideline or or you know whatever taking taking on that role. But um, but he was definitely in the booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Why don't Why don't we do a quick sponsor shout out? 
Um, so, you know, Oxia time again, thanks for presenting season four of my got a podcast. Uh, I will say just so everyone knows the Georgia collection is limited time at this point. It's about to go away. Um, so head over to oxiatime.com. That's a X I A T I M E.com. Uh, you can use the code hunker down, uh, for 10% off your watches, uh, both the 2021 and 2022 natty collections. Um, my understanding is they're only available through January 7th. Uh, so if you're hearing this and you've been thinking about getting a watch and haven't, haven't made the move yet, head over to oxiatime.com to do that. Uh, cause we're not, we're not going to see them. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait for the, for the next time we make it to the CFP again to see, to see another edition come around. So head out and do that. Um, and then as always, you know, head over, uh, to workingwebmedia.com slash dogs. If you need any help with your online presence, you got a small business, you'd help with your website, go check them out. They, uh, helped us redesign my got a podcast.com, uh, in the off season. And then, uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, I got on my home field apparel tonight, uh, head over to homefield dot my got a podcast.com uh to check out all the vintage logos designs that homefield has to offer and again you can use the same code hunker down at homefield to get 15 percent off your first order all right jp who do you got in the natty i just skipped <laughs> the fact that there were two playoff games um, i was gonna say whoa whoa we you know it's like really skipped ahead there it, it's been funny because like you know so we flew home we flew home new year's eve got new year's eve and then New Year's Day, um, but the games were on so late. Like I had to go back to work on Tuesday. Came out to go back to work on Tuesday. Like yeah. it was really late. I mean, the Sugar Bowl didn't end to like one o'clock. So that was kind yeah. of annoying. that was kind I, of. Annoying. I fell asleep. I fell asleep during the Sugar Bowl. Um, didn't didn't get to see the the score until <laughs> until I woke up. So um, what I'm not afraid to admit is that I was like actively rooting and shooting for Michigan. <laughs> I my I, at one point my sister texted texted me like when Michigan had scored at one point and she was like I just cheered like Georgia scored against Alabama. I was like I know I was like I, like I I was yelling at the television I just I was done with them I wanted them not to be there and they're not I guess I had I had a uh, I had a balancing effect because I was texting my Michigan buddy that was at the was at the Kentucky game I think he was at yeah he was at the mm. Kentucky game yeah yeah remember him yeah so mm-hmm. we were texting each other during the game and I was I was like. Man, of all the ways to approach this game, spotting Alabama eleven points seems like a bold strategy. <laughs> Seriously, how did they? How did they? How did they beat Alabama when they basically gave them eleven points? I don't. I know. mean, they they turned the ball over in the first play of the game and get, were lucky that he had st- that what was yeah, it Caleb yeah. Downs that he had stepped out before that happens. They muffed two punts. They they muffed mishandled or bad snap an extra point. So there's a point right there. If you think about it, it shouldn't have gone to overtime. They should have won by one, whatever. Um, if they had made an extra point, um, you got mm-hmm. that. I mean, it was crazy. What I want to know is where was that Alabama team in Atlanta? Because that's not how they played in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I, a, a Nick Saban coach team with a month to prepare came out and produced that effort. Like, I don't – it's kind of like the corollary with the Georgia game, right? Like, do you really think that – Michigan is that much better than than Georgia because of the way that they played because they kicked they kicked Alabama's butt in the first half like they absolutely like 
up and down the field, beat the tar out of Alabama in the first half. Yeah, but with like and nothing to only, but with and they nothing were to only show up three points. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly. what that's what I told my friend. I was like, listen, yeah. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> you guys, you guys yeah. whipped their butt in the first half, but you're only up three points. Like it, yeah, it, hate, it is I shocking that you, I hate to tell you that. Which it I, is I, shocking that Nick Saban lost a game when that's the case. That's I'm I am still kind of shocked. Well, like so the third quarter rolls around and that's like when you're like, okay, you're like, okay, this is this is where it happens because mm-hmm. they basically shut Michigan down. But then for the for the second playoff appearance in a row, um, you know, they they came out and got absolutely whipped in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Again. Yep. That's yep. something that, that Graham has talked about. Yeah. Um They've been they've been completely like battered in the fourth in the fourth quarter, which is it's kind of just so it's just such a foreign concept to me to allow for a Nick Saban coach team to allow the game to get away from him like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I I saw it all on Twitter. Like it was you know fans you know feeling like uh, we could have done better, (laughs) which I don't disagree with. I'm not saying that we should have been there, Um, but. I'll say, man, the way Michigan played, although maybe they wouldn't have done this against Florida State, but like if you put Florida State in there without opt outs and everything, I mean, I think they could have given them a game. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. they. I don't think they could give us one, but it's different and it, with it, with the way Michigan played. It's possible. So I think what Michigan did is that I think Lamar, you know, to his credit uh, on 100 Sanford talked about this, that there's just so much film that Kirby offered up for. Kirby offered up for for Michigan to go <laughs> off of, right? So right. you basically saw an entire game of what it looks like for a really good defense to spy Jalen Milrow. Mm. So Michigan basically went the complete opposite direction and just brought the house against him and yeah. had, you know, by and large a better defensive line than 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 Georgia has. But I don't I don't know. I mean, they definitely got to Milrow, but part of it is because Milrow had nowhere to go. Here's one thing that I will say about Michigan that I am not very confident on um matching them up with with georgia's defensive line mm. it seems like that michigan had speed that we just did not have to get to the boundary to st- to run these guys down like it yeah. felt like that they were just much faster or as fast as the alabama players to get to the edge to to track people down um those kinds of things but you know that said, I think that Michigan took the approach of just filling filling the middle so that Jalen Milrow couldn't just take off. And then when he did take off to the edges, they didn't allow him to get they didn't allow him to punish them too much. I mean, yeah. he broke away a few times. There's that one. There's that one play where he just inexplicably slipped. Like yeah, just like turf monster got him on the natural grass field. Right, right. <clears throat> Out, well, you know, I mean, you questioned and we talked about during the season, like with the big 10, you know, it's everyone was saying that the, like all the big 10 defenses were so high, like in the defensive rankings, right. It's like, was it, was it that there's good defense in the big 10 or was it, that there was bad offense. Um, I will say they were, their defense was better than I gave them credit for. I was impressed right. by the Michigan defense. So here's, 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 here's the other thing, you know, we talk about the win probability here, right. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the fourth quarter performance that, that Alabama had. So Alabama goes up in the fourth quarter with four minutes and 35 seconds to go. They go up 20 to 13. Mm-hmm. That's an 80. They had an 89% win expectancy at that point. Wow. 
like that's the kind of meltdown that that you see there um and then and then as soon as as soon as michigan you know storms down the field to to tie it, it it's it's basically a toss-up at that point yeah <laughs> okay so add add to the michigan mistakes and i know we said the two muff punts but the one at the end where like they actually stopped alabama they're getting the ball back and then they muff a punt again and like i thought the game was going to end on the safety or, or like you know I, at that point i was like oh my gosh it's going to end on the safety they're going to lose by two <laughs> <laughs> or they're gonna, or they're you know, they're gonna fumble it, and then you know he's they're gonna recover it or something. Yeah, um, see, like that's that's the thing. Like they won in spite of themselves. Like yeah. those kind of like if in the SEC championship we made one mistake, and that's what I kept telling my buddy. I was like, listen, yeah. in the SEC championship we missed the field goal and we fumbled the ball, and that was the that was, that was the, the difference. difference. Yeah. That was the difference in the game. Everything else was mm. pretty pretty straight up, right? It yeah. just is what it is with that game and with us. Yeah. With a team like Michigan from the Big Ten and, you know, a month to prepare, like you make multiple, multiple mistakes against a team like Alabama. Like like I said, they had an 89% win expectancy with 4% or four minutes left in the game. Yeah. Um, like those are the kinds of things that, that cost you the game. And Michigan somehow figured out a way to win. Like, you know, tip your hat to them, credit to them. Seems like it's seems like it's they're just having one of those one of those runs i personally think that they're going to get um they're going to get a rude awakening against washington but we'll get to that in a second but um but i don't yeah, think you're wrong by the way that game that game was the, the michigan should have lost that game by a lot um yeah. with the with the mistakes that they made i'm yeah i'm shocked i, I was the same way For, at the at first half i was like oh my gosh how are they only up by three like, cause it felt like they dominated. Then that's like a recipe for disaster against those guys. Mm-hmm. Usually I will say, um, seeing Alabama fans complain about officiating on Twitter <laughs> was absolutely hilarious. And it's like, Oh, we see what it's like when you don't have your sec refs with you in your bag. Sorry guys. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, where was Arnold in this game? Yeah. Um, right. Coach- I mentioned, you know, Coach Hayes over with the with Dog Dispatch with John tweets. You know, now he, um, you know, he tweeted out today. Um, you know, a, a for instance on on how how different plays happened with with Arnold specifically. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's a credit to just the game plan that, that Michigan had on offense to mm-hmm. confuse the defense. I don't know. Um, probably not doing any credit for the Bobo haters, but. Um, you know they had a crossing play. It was the it was the touchdown to to Blake Corum where they, he basically walked into the end zone. Um, on that play, there were three Alabama defenders that made the wrong reads on the play that allowed two guys to basically just effectively walk in by themselves. Oh yeah, like they were could, yeah they were both open. He could have thrown it either guy. <laughs> for exactly. Touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know what you're about. Yeah. So like stuff like that, like doesn't happen that often against, against us. And I do think that it's because we have become each other's kind of Super Bowl, you know, for, for lack of a better description, like, I don't really know how else to describe it. Like we just, they just, that's, they, they, they give us their best game. They, they peaked against Georgia. mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nah. Yep. It is what it is. Next, it is what next it is. season, nothing, next season, none of this matters. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You're going to be given Kirby a, a month to prepare for 
<laughs> well, there won't be. We, we're gonna have to dive in. We're gonna, I think we're gonna have to dive into this in the offseason, John. We're gonna have to learn about how it's gonna work because there's not a month off anymore. That's the other thing. Because oh. uh, the playoffs start sooner because there's more rounds. So see, I, that's something that I've always thought was kind of crazy. Like you play this full season, mm-hmm. like for example, Georgia. You know, we played a full season, limp limped into the in, into championship weekend. Um, and that's my point to like the, the Michigan fans that are talking about the schedule. Like, you know, they're saying that we, we didn't play anybody until the ninth game of the season or whatever. First of all, that's BS. Second of all, second of all, what you're what I hear you saying is, is that before we played a championship game that determined our postseason fate, we had the toughest slate of games. Yeah. Uh, right at the end, right at the end where people started getting hurt, you know, we're, we're having to you know, expend energy. So like, I don't know. I just think that, you know, allowing us to play a championship game that determines, determines where we go against who we played. Like nobody else had to play a team like Alabama, like Michigan played freaking Iowa, who had like the 150th ranked offense in the country. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the only other team that had to play somebody was, was Washington, right? Like Washington had, they're the only other team that had to play someone of significance. You know, Texas had to yep. play Oklahoma State. Michigan, uh, Michigan played Iowa. Like I said, um, who else? Who else played? Florida State played. Who did they play? Uh, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. And that game was gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like what? Yeah. This is this is this is insane. We had to play Alabama. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it, these are not the same. These are not the same. And then all of a sudden, you get a month off, which you know is just kind of that. that I've always thought that that was crazy. But. Yeah, it is. It is weird. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so then in the then in the Sugar Bowl, I I almost I, I thought AD Mitchell was about to have another, you know, another crazy playoff. Uh I will say his touchdown catch that he did make was ridiculous. That was like AD Mitchell doing AD Mitchell things, made me miss him. <laughs> um yeah. that was kind of hurtful <laughs> watching that happen. Um, but man, great play by the Washington DB in the very last play of the game. I'll say that. But like that game was nuts. I know you said you fell asleep. Did did you see like the? Did you wake up and the game was over, or did you wake up and see the end? Oh, of the I, game? I woke up at like like two in the morning, and I was okay. like, "What just what just happened?" Yeah, because the <laughs> end of that game was nuts. Like it was like Washington had it won, and then all of a sudden they didn't. <laughs> like it was crazy. So, um, this, uh, I will say that um, for for Mister Ewers, um, for him to be <clears throat> as highly touted a quarterback as he is. I will say that yes, the Washington DB made a great play on AD Mitchell. Had the ball been placed better, I feel like it's a touchdown. The whole that whole end sequence there, like the the fact that Texas was there at all was crazy. But like you can't predict that you're going to have a running back get injured like Washington did, and then that stopped the clock. Like that was the whole reason they got the ball back with so much time. Um, and you can't predict anything like that. But then like you know they hit that bomb and they get down there. And then it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like they had like an underneath route that they threw. And then like there was another one to 80 that was like way over his head. He had no chance of catching there. Those last four plays that Texas ran were uh, suboptimal. I'll say that. It wasn't kind great. Of like, kind of like a quarterback draw to end the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Kind of like that. You get, you get paid millions of dollars to, to run a quarterback draw with the game on the line. Yeah. So. That was wild. I will say though, like um uh Penix was very impressive. I thought like the way he was dropping passes like right into the guy's numbers. 
uh, some of those, like it looked, looked too easy at times. It was crazy. I mean, he was throwing it like right over the DB's head, like perfect pass. It was impressive. Uh, I was, I was reading some back and forth, um, back and forth with, uh, with Josh Hanchard, uh, dog stats. Um, I can't remember who he was talking to, but he, he made a, a comment that I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Um, he said that Washington reminds him of Ohio State when we played them in the the Peach Bowl. Totally with, agree with that with all of their receivers and arm talent and stuff. And so, yeah. like I, yeah, like that. I, I agree. I agree with that assessment, and that's why I think that they're going to give Michigan problems. I think so too. And like, so Michigan's favored by four and a half. Um, and I, I think I saw, I think it was an exchange between Josh and uh, Parker stats award. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was. And Parker said something around like something about like that. Washington's going to need to like outperform themselves for the fourth game in a row or something. I'm like, at some point, like they're hot and there's just, just kind of how they're playing right now. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure uh, what to make of it. I guess I'm like rooting. I, I don't really have a rooting interest. I feel like either way, I'm good. If Washington <laughs> wins, my father-in-law gets a national championship, even though I don't know if he'll know about it. And if oh. Michigan, <laughs> if, if Michigan wins, then, you know, it's going to get vacated eventually. Um, and then we go for the, the asterisk three feet next year. So, yeah, that's my official prediction. I'm sticking with that. I've been going with that for a few weeks. Uh, my official prediction is Michigan wins and then it gets vacated and then we get a three peat next year. So you, you do think that Michigan's going to win this? Is that, is that your pick? That is my pick. I actually like with what I saw this past weekend, I actually would lean Washington, honestly. Um, but I'm sticking with my, uh, I'm doing this for narrative, John. <laughs> I like my narrative of Michigan wins and then it gets vacated. I'm going with that. Right. So I guess I look at this, I look at who, who they've played, like basically all the people that they've played that have been ranked. I haven't really scored more than 30 something points. Who Michigan or Washington? Yeah, Michigan. Michigan. And I think that that's where I'm kind of at with this is that I feel like that Washington is going to be able to put up points um, through, through the air. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to like, look at, I'd have to really <laughs> look at, look at their, look at their performance. I do um, feel like, I don't think Washington has the best defense. I'll say that. They don't. Yeah. So, but I think their offense is really good. Um, you know, what I would like, I would love it if this was actually so, like a good game, like a back and forth good championship I, game. That would be cool. That'd be I, fun. Think that it, I think that it, it has the potential for it. So I, I hear, I, I'll give you the corollary here. They played Oregon twice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oregon has the number two, I think they have the number two defense in the country or something like that, right? Like they have one of the top 10 defenses in the country. I know that Michigan's probably a little bit better, but I think that Oregon is a, is is right right up there with their their overall defense. They're also um, up there on their on their offense too, I believe, as well. But you know, in in both of those games against Oregon, they were able to it, it was a blow for blow, but they were able to put up thirty something points. Yeah, I don't know that Michigan is built to put up that kind of points. Is against against a team against a team that can also put up those kind of points is kind of what I'm saying. So you look at like their performance against Ohio State, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, Ohio State by and large was not good, not not good this year, and they still that that game was still pretty close. It was like thirty to twenty four or something like that. Here's my analogy for you that I'll give: the 2017 Rose Bowl. 
between Georgia and Oklahoma. Like the Georgia offense was like, I don't know. What we I mean, you know, obviously we had like a amazing rushing attack, but I would say that was like a good offense. Great. You know, we had a really good defense that season. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oklahoma was like all offense, no defense. Right. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being a super high scoring game because Georgia's offense, once it woke up and figured things out, was able to put up points against that Oklahoma defense. And that Oklahoma defense or offense was able to put up points, especially early against a what was still a really good Georgia defense. Like I could see this being kind of like that in that way, just of Washington, awesome, awesome offense might actually be able to put up some points against this Michigan defense. And then the Michigan offense, while not as explosive, is playing events against a not great Washington defense. So I don't know. I, I can see it kind of balancing out that way. Right. Yeah. I, I will say I don't expect Michigan. I feel like there's no way they make that many mistakes again. Maybe. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Um, I would think, but we'll see. I think it, I think it should be a fun game. I don't think that Michigan's going to have an answer for Odunze. Okay. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Michigan. So you go in Washington. I'm going Washington because F the Big Ten and F Jim Harbaugh. He has a very punchable face. <laughs> uh, at this point, John, is when I would like to remind you that in our season preview, I picked Washington as a playoff team, and you said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Uh, and here we are. Uh, too funny. All um, right, man. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for it. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's too bad we don't have dogs versus dogs in the in the championship game. Oh well. That would have been that would have been pretty that would have been pretty awesome. The the battle for the hashtag. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which I, I think like they went with purple rain. I I assume they would keep that should they win. I don't know. But the only way to be a hundred percent certain that we keep or not that we keep co dogs, because the it is gone. The power G is gone on the hashtag. But the only way to make so did we did we ever confirm like did they just give it to us because we won the national championship or because I feel like you can pay for these things right like does does someone just need to pay the light bill kind of thing I mean maybe but they do do that if when you win the natty you get it for a year so although it hasn't been a year why don't we still have it yeah seriously like we're still we're still national champions as as uh, we're still back to back to back defending national champions as Lamar said we most certainly are we most certainly are. My T-shirt says as much. I've got the the T-shirt I have on under my hoodie is my back-to-back T-shirt. Right, so. right. My watch, my watch still says <laughs> we're national champions. That's right. <laughs> uh, we are until we aren't, and we still are. So, uh, all right. Well, all right. Um, the bowl the bowl game was fun. I'm glad that you and Lily had a had a had a good trip. Uh, I know hey, that I I actually watched the game with Carter, so I was also with one of my my kids as well. Um, Carter was. Carter was kind of being an absolute savage during that game too, um, <laughs> as he as he usually is. Uh, it was fun times, but it awesome a, man. So, it was a good so, way to it was a good way to send off the seniors. 50, Fifty wins, fifty wins. Agreed. <laughs> um, the winningest senior class in in UGA history. Yep. And I believe that we put another thirteen another thirteen win game uh, on the on the books as well, which has only happened a few times before. Yeah. Two two losses in three years, be yeah. crazy. But as um as someone, I think Raddy as Raddy pointed out, um that fifty wins record um may not last for very long mm. because I like it. because I like we it. have I think the current class the next class has forty two wins. Mm. So nice. 
nice. they could they could definitely they could definitely take take it over with uh another another nice run <laughs> nice and well, with that and with yeah. that we will we will head to championship week and we'll probably what are we going to do we're going to do a season recap kind of season wrap yeah up. we'll do like a season review and, and you know i guess we could talk a little bit about the national championship game but yeah we can kind of take a look back at the season as a whole we'll, we'll do that we'll do that that'll be the next one excellent well it's good to catch up jim i feel it's like i was like what do i do what do i do with my hands like i, I was <laughs> i forgot all my passwords at work but <laughs> I was I've been a hot mess this week, so uh, anyway, this was this was fun to get back in the podcast swing of things. So, anyway, cheers, go dogs, go dogs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.